Hey, how old is this place? You got me. We're fine. That's why they built the fence there. Welcome back to Scream 101. This is your host, Sergio, along with who? Brennan. Brennan. It's me. It's Brennan. Surprise. Um, and today we are reviewing none other than Final Destination 4. A.K.A. The Final Destination. Because they wanted to trick you into buying the DVD. They did. Because we own it. Um, so, you know, jokery aside, um, Brennan, do we have some 10-word reviews? We have one. Um, I mean, I have one. I don't think you prepared one, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yes, it's of Stuber, and my review is surprisingly gory, but generic comedy, or <laughs> surprisingly gory, but generic comedy that lies about Long Beach. Okay, it's just one small lie. You know, no, it's it's like we're going to Long Beach, and then they go to freaking San Pedro, I and f- I did not pay no no money to be lied to by this movie. To be fair, I think the lies they said about Compton were probably more egregious. What did they say about Compton? Well, that there was like a male titty bar in, or I mean, not a male titty bar. That's not a thing. Like a male stripper bar? A male, like a gay male strip club. I Compton. wish there were more of those. Like literally, if there were any in town, I would go. Yeah, but there aren't any. Yeah. All we have to do is go to regular bars and there'll be go-go dancers for us. Isn't that tragic? That's such so tra- the really the struggle for gay rights is truly not over yeah. as evidenced by the story. Yes. That joke was based on a weird foundation and I regret it because I was trying to make fun of that article but also it sounded like I wasn't I'm confused now. You know what? So Brian, what's your review of Stuber? My 10 word review of Stuber is this year's best buddy cop film. Okay. I don't think I can disagree with that. We'll have to wait till that one with Dave Bautista and the little girl comes out. You know, I don't really care about that. No, that me neither. Looks, that's that's so bad. Ain't uh, no one trying to see the Tooth Fairy, the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> the Tooth Fairy Part Two, or the Pacifier. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And here <clears throat> is the plot synopsis for the Final Destination. While enjoying a day at the racetrack. <laughs> Nick O'Bannon, what? You just start laughing. It was just funny. It just it, <laughs> like it just it. It sounds like the opening to some like true crime story. Um, but Nick O'Bannon, Bobby Campo, has a horrific premonition of his friends and him all dying in a freak accident involving many race cars. <laughs> um, this sounds now. This sounds like a Stefan bit. Like it has everything: many race cars, Bobby Campo. Um, mere seconds before the vision comes true, he manages to convince them to leave. Although they cheat death then, the survivors each begin to meet a grisly end, and Nick tries to figure out a way to escape a similar fate. Um, that boring-ass plot synopsis really does give away the fact that this movie is just a cheaper remake of the first one, more mm-hmm. or less, with a couple references to the earlier ones. Um, not that the every sequel to this isn't just a cheap remake, but yeah, this one is... It has the thinnest premise upon which to make its bed. I disagree, um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Good point, Sergio. Sergio I mean, took debate in high school. Can you tell? <laughs> I disagree because 
they're all just uh, i mean the second one was a i guess quote unquote true sequel because uh-huh. it did have characters from the first one um but the last one was also just kind of a throwaway that like, they that's were very both true. like very loosely tied to the original one just like alluding to an article or two that you know they happened upon in their studies or living Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It's just this one is wears it on its sleeve more than the rest, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your scariness score? One. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to give it a two. We're switching? Yeah, we're switching. I'm actually the nice one. I'm good cop in this episode. Okay. Why did you give it a two, Brennan? Um, Just because these uh, movies are always about like really normal day-to-day things in your life that can murder the living piss out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them actually kind of affected me, which was the girl who was um, – sh- her sunroof was stuck open in an automated car wash, and her car started filling with water, and she started drowning. Mm-hmm. And that one I was like, mm, that's kind of getting under my skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't have a sunroof, though, nor can you afford an automated car wash. Look, I'm not saying that it's a commonplace fear that I have in my life, but I was like, if that happened to me, I would be sad. I thought about going through one of those automated car washes. Uh Eight dollars. Who's got that kind of money? Hmm. Not me. Not me. I'm going to do it hand washing, man. It's two dollars and fifty cents at the corner. Is there just like a bucket with a sponge? No, it's you got the hose and then you just, it's like a dollar fifty for like a, just like five minutes of water and soap and stuff. So you make the most of that time. And then another dollar when you got to clean the inside. Yeah. And that's two fifty. We're going to a different one. Cause mine's like five bucks, whatever. Um, so what's your campiness score? My campiness score, Brennan is going to be a rock solid four. Ooh, I'm giving it a three, but I want to hear why yours is so high. Because I saw this movie after I saw the scream franchise and I was like, wow, people really like Bobby Campo. And that's campy for me. Because of his name? Yes. Th- that joke was campy. Oh, my God. Um, let me tell. Let me ask you. Are you in any way... Do you understand why people are into Bobby Campo? Specifically me? Like his Brennan? looks? Yeah. He's a cute looking dude. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, cool. And, I mean, and yeah, he only got hotter when he was in the Scream TV series. Seemed unchanged. That's not true. Um, but anyway, yeah. There, I mean... Th- <laughs> Sorry, I, I went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Just like one of the cars on the racetrack mm-hmm. in one of my favorite campy scenes when the tire squeals against the tarmac mm-hmm. and it makes literally a dolphin noise. The fully is a dolphin squeaking going. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It's so I, th- I think I noticed it one or two times ago watching this movie because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. probably more than anybody should mm-hmm. um but i always forget about it and then notice it again and it brings me equal delight every time I'm, I'm happy for you thank you um one thing that i loved that was campy was it was after the you know after they avoided the huge death sequence um because they left because they started a fight or something uh-huh. and then like they see all of the or they're aware of the commotion happening mm-hmm. and then uh, something hits a lady in the head. Oh, a tire. A tire yeah, flies a tire. out of the um, the racetrack and just smashes her right there and then. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a great moment. It's so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that is evidence of one of my other favorite campy things about... This is my favorite subgenre of... No, sorry. not. Wow, I'm really all over the place today. Uh, I just got home from work from a very long day, so my brain is has melted out my ear. What did you running. have for lunch, Brendan? A peanut butter sandwich. What about dinner? Okay, well, that's what I had for dinner, actually. For lunch, I had... Lies. 
Wait, all of what these was things proving? are a lot. I don't know. I'm just like, you're going to tell us about your day. You know, might as well tell us about what you ate, too. No, I wasn't going to elaborate on it. So what's on the docket for tomorrow? No, shut up. <laughs> okay, keep going. Also, I'm recording Queer Wolf tomorrow, where hopefully my brain is screwed back on in. Well, we'll do what we see. Because I do. actually get paid to make that one. Yeah. So, suckers. Okay. Um. Anyway, I'm saying you're a sucker. I know. I, I know this. <laughs> anyway, so one of my favorite like subgenres of horror movie is a movie that was shot for 3D that I have to watch in 2D. Um, so there's constantly like popping corks flying into the camera for no reason, and it's not 3D. So you're just like, that got really close to me for <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just love it. Like taking away the veneer of the 3D glasses just makes it seem so incredibly silly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what else? Oh, oh there's a, there's a guy um, who was dressed as a cowboy at the racetrack, um, and there's a news report about him, which is how they learn some valuable exposition or whatever, but in the news report, he's also wearing a cowboy hat, and that's the only reason that they can recognize him, and I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'm um, just so attentive. I thought that the death scene with the uh, 3D movie was cool. Where they were watching the movie Lovelace Dying. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like Lovelace Dying. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's about Linda Lovelace. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> it's just that Amanda making... Seyfried movie. Yeah, I was like, remember when they were making that movie with all the actresses that they kept going through? God, nobody does. Um, L- or was that Lindsay Lohan? It was supposed to be Lindsay. Oh, okay. And they settled on the other main girl. Yes, okay. Um, Lacey Chabert. Yes. Everyone's favorite. Um so, yeah, just the way it was shooting up at people, it was good. I like that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, w- shooting up at people? Well, I mean, the way it killed them. The Which fire. was how? Because it, it caught on fire. Yeah, like the construction site behind the screen mm-hmm. had this whole Rube Goldberg thing, mm-hmm. and then like it exploded and everyone yeah. got killed. Yeah. I'm just asking for details for our audience who might not have seen this movie recently. Well, it shot at them fire. <laughs> How could I be any more clear? <laughs> it just That sentence makes no sense. It shot fire at them fire. I'm going to make you listen back to this episode, and you are going to cry. I know. It's been a long week. Yes. Um, tell, t- tell me about it. What did you have for lunch every single day? Of that week rice cakes now you know why it's been so long <laughs> yes. um so yeah uh fire shoots out at them because there's just gas canisters behind movie screens apparently no because they're they're constructing six new screens for this movie theater so there's somehow a construction site behind the screen yeah um and then it just shoots fire at them and then it takes on the whole mall in the process oh, which yeah. i thought was pretty cool i was like this is insane um and so now all those lives that they saved are gonna like because bobby campo like turns out the fire uh-huh. right he that, manages... yeah that should have been final destination five uh-huh um but he saved all these lives so presumably death is going to like kill all of these people now in much more gruesome ways and we'll never find out who knows um i hope final destination six they just return back to that mall and they're like we're doing it this time mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yes so one of my other favorite camping moments is actually in that mall scene where an escalator kind of explodes and just grinds up his girlfriend. Um, what? You're shaking your head. No, I fear escalators. Oh, yes, you I do. really... I hate anything that isn't stairs. <laughs> you know, elevators and escalators, It's I, I will take them if stairs are not available uh-huh. um, or if I'm just really, really, really tired. Um, uh, but because I fear things that can go wrong... And these escalators, Brennan, they go very wrong. Oh, they go very wrong. Well, the thing is, 
Um, she gets kind of chewed up in the turbines. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it, it gets her foot and it like mashes up her foot, and then somehow she spits up blood, which is one of my favorite horror movie tropes of people somehow just getting blood into their mouth from random injuries of just exterior limbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like her. Like, literally, you could stub your toe in a horror movie and blood would spurt out of your mouth. Um, I mean, I guess it's just an easy effect to do, but just the science of it I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else do we got? Oh, um, I this movie does have that kind of Rube Goldbergy thing, and it has uh, the, the clues that kind of lead back to previous movies, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite this time was an ad for Clear Rivers Water, yeah. <laughs> uh, named after our favorite Ellie Larder. Mm, it was cute. It was adorable. Um, so, what's your effects score for this movie? Three. Yeah, I'm. I'm right with you there. Um, the sequences were elaborate. I think they were probably the most elaborate I've seen them in a while, not including the roller coaster one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the effects were lame CGI. Yes, this is. I don't. I don't know how much CGI they used in the previous ones, but this one it is very obvious and not very good. Yeah, I mean because it was meant for 3D, so presumably all those things were you know CGI'd for 3D. I don't know. Maybe they looked a little better in 3D, but they they don't. They do not translate. Yeah, the weakest one for me was the pool death scene with the really. Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, I feel like that one was the one that was was practical though. What do you, what do you mean practical? Like not CGI. The, you just didn't like the death, you mean? I didn't like the death, and I didn't like the CGI. What would have been CGI in that scene? The water and the blood. Just shooting up. Really? All of it was CGI? I assume so. Okay. I mean, you're probably right, because they probably just cheaped out. I just don't remember that having been CGI. Mm-hmm. And at least that's the easiest to like make not CGI. Organs also shoot out as well? Yeah. Yeah. CGI. Okay. Well, not anything that exists has to be CGI. I'm sure it was, because... You know, that's the way this movie is. Uh-huh. But, like, they could have just run some, you know, red carousel up through a pipe. Like, that's really easy. Uh-huh. Um, I just didn't like that death, I guess. Maybe. Because you wanted to see more of it? No, I just thought it was a lame death. I didn't feel that it was real. But he got his butt sucked out by a pool. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay. Look, I played with those things a lot as a child. Um, those um, No further questions. <laughs> no further questions needed, you know. Um, I don't need to elaborate. We all played with those things. Uh-huh. Um, and nobody died. So I don't see why he would die. Okay. Well, look, death, death is after him. Death was not after you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, no, there, there's, there are some, there are some fun ones, which I'm giving it three out of five because I would give it four out of five if they were well executed mm-hmm. gore gags, mm-hmm. but they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a flaming severed head at one point. Um, that flying tire smash is great. Um, this movie really does mousetrap with the best of them. Um, yes. The scene of the lady getting her hair cut is just an endless array of really tense, anxiety-inducing moments um, of, like, scissors right in front of her eyes and things falling down and catching fire. And, and the chair malfunctioning and her kids being shitty. Oh, yeah. No, look, she... She is the, truly the lucky one here because she no longer has to deal with those children. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also, there's a guy who gets slammed into a chain link fence by this like flying engine block, and then a little chunk of him falls out, and you can see the people behind him, mm-hmm. which I enjoy a lot. That scene is so weird because it was only one chunk that fell through, but presumably his whole 
Like, how is his body structured that just one chunk went through the chain link fence and not the rest of him? Because we're pretty even as people. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Well, the thing is, there were multiple chunks of him sticking out of the fence, mm-hmm. but only one had fallen like during the point that we were watching it happen. Okay. It seemed poorly executed in my in my mind. Like he should have just been diced in on the ground. Yeah. Because I think there were still parts of him that didn't go all the way through from like the sides and stuff. That is true. So that just seems like he went in like thrust, like <laughs> you know. Well, maybe maybe he was hunched. Possibly. You know what? It's not important. This movie is dumb. It's keep, very let's, important. Let's go. Let's keep moving. Okay. I mean, are there any deaths that you recall having an impact on you beyond that? An impact? Define impact. That you remember? I mean, memorable. Um, I think one of my favorite deaths because I think it was probably the one that relied the least on the CGI. When it wasn't even a death, it was that uh, the one that you mentioned earlier, the car wash one. The car wash one. I thought that one was really good. Um, no, I think my the biggest one that I can complain about was the pool one. Okay, fair enough. But let's move on to. Were there pool. any other deaths that stand out? Not really. I kind of hit all the ones that I liked. Yeah, see? <laughs> it, it's kind of like the mousetrappy bits of it are the funnest, and the deaths themselves aren't the best in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to general quality. What's your score for this one? Three. <gasps> Me too. Okay, I'm I'm glad, because this is the one that's like kind of maligned the most in the general Final Destination community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um where would you – I guess we're going to do rankings next time we do one of these, so I won't ask mm-hmm. specifically. But you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed all of them so far. The only reason this one gets a three and out of four is because I think that the cast was a little bit lame. And I think that the screenwriters um, slash director or whoever is in charge of plotting um, really didn't care to make us care about the characters. It was mm-hmm. just like, let's get them dead. And we'll include a bunch of other people who are also going to die in pretty gruesome ways at that. So so this movie, it knew what it was. No, it does. Like, literally in the credits, um, people are credited as racist, mother, cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like, th- they are stock archetypes, and they're, they, there was absolutely no thought put into them. Mm-hmm. But also, here's my really annoyingly academic reading of that. I find this movie almost like a fable in its simplicity. Like, the lack of details kind of makes it, like, a bedtime story or a campfire story um, and just how simple the characters are and how like loosely sketched they are. And it just, it feels like a, you know, like a cautionary tale that you would tell. I'm just giving you a bunch of different types of stories. Um, but it, it, it feels elemental in a certain way that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's completely basic. Um, it's not without its charms though. And I mean that literally, Mm -hmm. um, there, I like that a lot of people's lucky charms are what kill them. Mm -hmm. Um, the racist is killed by his own, uh, lucky horseshoe, like falling onto his brake pedal or something. Um, and Nick Zano's character is killed in the pool because his lucky coin like falls into the pool. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the racist guy, that his whole character was that he was racist and, he went to a lot of lengths to prove to us that he was. And that kind of made me uncomfortable. It was like really extreme. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's the the single person in this franchise that most deserves the death that they have delivered to them. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I didn't need to hang out that much with this guy. 
Anyway, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The death of the racist. Yeah. Um, the the CGI death credits are really fun. Um, I don't remember those. Did we open- stay around for them? Well, yeah, the opening and closing credits. The opening credits are like CGI 3D variations on previous deaths from the franchise. And then, I can't remember those. And then when they're about to get hit by a car, like crashing through the window of the coffee shop, it turns into like CGI results of how that was going to go. Like it looks like an x-ray. Oh, yeah. That one was lame. I didn't like the, the last one. No. Why not? Because it was just an x-ray. And I was like, what, what's happening here? Because you, you felt it was a cop out? Yeah. I was like, give me more. Like, give me more movie. You're Britney Spearsing. Yeah. Okay. I was just, I just thought it was dumb to go into an x-ray. We've never done that before. Yeah. I mean, but that's how the credits of this movie were. So that's just how they decided to do it. I just thought it was lame. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, well, we're finally going to get to talk about the th- the reason that I like this movie the most, which is the beautiful men. Uh, we talked about Bobby Campo already. Is this a new category we have? No. Okay. This, this is part of quality. This is very essential to this movie's quality. Um, but Nick Zano also is incredibly hot and shirtless for that a whole beach scene. No, no pool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really grateful to you know the filmmakers of this movie for making those decisions. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Campbell has more of those premonition dreams that you don't like where they have to try and decipher the clues. Yeah. Um, but at least he gets to wake up shirtless and sweaty after those dreams, which I feel like is a trade-off. Yeah, and then this movie was very egalitarian because his girlfriend also had those dreams, sort of. She had something of like a premonition sense. Because she was getting all the, she, uh, <laughs> the snowman gave her all the clues uh-huh. um, that she was going to die in the movie theater. Uh-huh. She was like, yo, girl, like I'm feeling something right now. And her friend was like, shut up. Let me enjoy this movie. Yeah. Her, her friend constantly was forgetting that they were in a horror movie. Uh-huh. Like her friend who almost drowned in her yeah. Own car. Yeah. Instantly. Like it was maybe a month later that scene. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it a month? No, it wasn't even. It was like the next day, and she's like, I want to watch this movie. I was meant to watch this movie. And it's like, look, if your friend is starting to have a weird feeling that you're going to instantly die because of, you know, yada, 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 Uh you should have learned to believe them by now. Mm -hmm. You should have learned to just go with the gut on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, she deserved it. She didn't even really die except for in that, like, final car thing of a jig, which I don't know if it really counts. You mean the... In the CGI x-ray thing. Yeah, that was lame. No. She doesn't <laughs> I, count. Okay. I'm telling you, this is why it sucks. I'm sorry. You um, don't want to apologize, homie. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It just... sucks like the pool sucked Nick Zano's ass? No. <laughs> Different <laughs> way of sucking. Okay. Um, do you have any other things you want to say about this movie? No, it is the weakest one that I think we've seen so far. Mm. Um, but having said that, it's still good. It's still a good time. Yeah, uh, I know that I feel I feel like this movie is a little bit more mediocre, which is why none of the death sequences or anything is really like stood out to me. Yeah, much in the same way. I don't know that I'd go as far as you as to say it's a fable. Um, oh, no, or, that's just my like stupidly intelligent reading of it. Yeah, that's a really generous reading and it's a stretch. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still not to take away from it. It's good. I would recommend everyone go out and watch it right now. <laughs> Yeah, you you totally should. Look, I think this movie's unfairly maligned. It mm-hmm. is obviously the worst. The effects are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say the actors are the worst necessarily because mm-hmm. I think there is some... Maybe Final Destination 2 could give it a, a run for its money in certain places. Um, but like I said, it's the thinnest. It is the... It's the weakest movie. Yeah, it's the weakest like on its own terms. Uh-huh. 
But I, I say a simple pleasure is still a pleasure, mm-hmm. and I enjoy this movie for yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. Uh, we're going to make our guesses and tell you what's going on next week. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook. Or not. We don't do Facebook anymore. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us just, you know, how many ever stars you want. Just live your life. Yeah, throw a pity party. Give us five. Yeah. Our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And... Oh, I'm excited to tell you what we're doing for next week, so I'm going to save that for after. Let's make some quick guesses as to what's going to happen in Final Destination 5, because it's not going to be hard to guess, I feel. Um, yeah, there will be some kind of opening sequence uh-huh. where everyone dies. Ooh, how'd you know? I, I, it's like you've seen it already. Guess. Lucky guess. Um, and then they will eventually die, one by one, in very gruesome and hopefully better than this movie ways. Oh, I can promise that they are. Good. Thank you. You're so welcome. Anyway, that that's what that is. That's an easy one for this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but next week, we are starting a super special extra bonus marathon. Um, we because, are? Yeah. I was looking forward on our Lake Placid schedule. And in two entries from now, we're going to hit the sci-fi film Lake Placid versus Anaconda, where presumably an anaconda bites a lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought... How would we be able to? How could we possibly understand this movie if we don't have the full context? We mm. should also watch all the Anaconda movies. And there's only two. No, there's three. There's three. Yeah. Oh. There's the Blood Orchid one, and then there's another one after that. Okay. Um. So I'm sorry in advance. Oh, cool. But next week we're going to be watching the original 1997 Anaconda with J Lo and everyone's favorite actor John Voight. I love the original Anaconda. It's great. Oh, yeah. I'm really Blood excited. Blood Orchid's even fun. I'm sorry? Blood Orchid is also fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I've never seen any of these, so I'm excited to embark upon another like weird, random little tangent franchise yeah. where I get to learn about the world that we live in. Isn't yeah. that nice? Get ready about snakes, friend. Get ready about snakes? I'm tired, too. Get ready to see some snakes. <laughs> I am. All right. Until next week, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.